on cornerofthegalaxy.com. It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, the show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Monday, November 28th. Kevin, still away in the World Cup uh, in Qatar. I, I don't know if he's having a good time or not. He's been radio silent. He's having to work a lot, and he tells me... Uh, on multiple occasions that usually he ends up getting sick towards the second half of the tournament and everything. So I hope everybody's been enjoying the World Cup. Some good games, some interesting games, uh, certainly throughout it. And I'm sure if you're on here, you know the U.S. is playing um, Iran tomorrow uh, at, I think, 10 a.m.? Is it 10 a.m.? I think it's 10 a.m. West Coast time, just in case you were paying attention to that. That's, That's one of the reasons that there's not a lot of news and not a lot of things to sort of get to and talk about. Um, is because we are sort of in this quiet period. I'm going to call it a quiet period. It's a quiet period. I don't expect a bunch of announcements, although the LA Galaxy came out with an announcement today. Um, They're going to be, I think, low-key announcements if there's anything. Nothing really picks up until after the World Cup is over, and and that's what I'm expecting. There are some off-season things that are still happening for MLS, but even those now, we have to basically wait until December and until like the you know, first third of December or the second third of December to really get through some of these things and, and get it over. So um, we'll, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Probably a quicker show. Um, I imagine we'll do some quick shows here for the next couple of weeks, but we are planning on doing two shows a week um, from here on out. There might be a small hiccup with uh, my, my mother-in-law visiting, so we'll see if that sort of adjusts things, but we can sort of adjust how everything goes. First of all, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you had some time with family. Uh, And if you didn't have time with family, I hope you got some peace and quiet and some rest and relaxation. Maybe you took some naps. Um, Hopefully you got the whole four days off. It's one of the things that makes, you know, Thanksgiving so unique is that it is guaranteed, you know, at least four days. But I I know some people have to work on Friday. Some people work Saturdays and Sundays. So very well aware of that. And uh, I used to do some of that in college. Certainly would work all the holidays. If you're ever in a hospitality um, a customer service sort of branch. You end up working all those holidays. I, I feel you on that one. So, um, so anyway, it is. It is. Uh, you know, hopefully, you had a good time. I had a great time. Just in case you were you were wondering and asking, uh, it was nice to have four days off. It's nice to relax. I had some fun with uh, with the little guy and and my wife, and we got to, got to got to play with trains. I learned how to drive a steam engine, not very well, but um, was certainly an interesting thing that I did over the over the weekend. So I had a good time with that. And now. It's sort of like, you know, watching the World Cup, sort of waiting for MLS season to sort of start. It feels, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the days until the Rose Bowl, and you're going to sit there and go, no, it's not that close. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm dead serious. 89 days now. So less than 90 days. So technically speaking, less than three months away. Uh, if we count months as 30 days, which they aren't always, but that's our round number. So 89 days right now until the LA Galaxy kickoff at the Rose Bowl against LAFC, which is interesting whenever you realize the the roster is in a little bit of of state. It's not disrepair because certainly we expect most people to come back, but things are not solidified. So again, 89 days. Um, It's going to rapidly get here, and I think you're going to see the World Cup end, especially whenever you get into maybe the the quarterfinals, the semifinals, the final, whenever you get down those last couple weeks, that type of thing, I think a lot more things are going to start to pick up because the majority of players aren't going to be at the World Cup anymore. So things are going to start happening. People are going to start moving. Uh, Players are going to want to solidify where they're going. And remember, this is a mid-window transfer 
that's sort of happening. Um, you know, it's in the middle of the season for the most of the world, although there are certainly different uh, different leagues doing different things. But remember, you know, all the major leagues are sort of sitting here in a break right now. And so those players who play in those are, are, are already in contract. So if things move, and there certainly are some pieces that could move, if things move, uh, I'm expecting that that happens just a little bit later. It's just going to take a little bit of time, a little bit of momentum to build up and and everything sort of go. Um, so it is, um, you know, it's it's this weird sort of position that usually we're not in because there's not a World Cup in the wintertime. Um, and so there's a little more, I think, speculation and things happening. Now, there's some massive speculation and some big moves that have been hinted at. And if you've been living anywhere and you've been probably glued to the TV, you know that Lionel Messi possibly uh, there were a lot of reports that was very close to signing with Miami. Now, we sort of heard that rumor going on. It seems to be even closer now, although there's all reports coming out today again that they're pushing back on that. So, you know, you have Messi possibly going to Miami. We know Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester United basically announced and said he is is free to go. He is gone. They are done. He will go somewhere else. And so now the whole, where does Cristiano Ronaldo go? So that's up in the air right now. So there are some things around us um, that are circulating. And if you're the LA Galaxy, and we've sort of, I think we hinted at this a couple of times, but if you're the LA Galaxy and you're saying, you know, we'd really like to have Cristiano Ronaldo, it's now or never. This is it. It happens now. If he's coming to MLS, it happens now. Um, whether that's the LA galaxy or anybody else, it happens now, uh, because I I don't think there's much more, he's going to get older and then the window closes even faster. Right. And watching him play for Portugal today, um, he still has the physical ability to you're watching him on the world stage. He has the physical ability to compete in major league soccer. I know that sounds stupid. Of course he does, but there's always people in, and I'm sure there's people in the chat room. I know there's people in the discord that are saying, he doesn't have any more, you know, just, he's just, he's not a, not a good player. You know, he's, he can't handle MLS. He won't want to handle MLS. There's a lot of things. I mean, the mental side of things is certainly there, right? But I could honestly see that this is the chance for the LA galaxy if they're going to do it. So if Jovan Karofsky, which I think of all the criticisms, criticisms you can get him, give Jovan Karofsky, you can't give him this one, which is when it comes to the big names, when it comes to the impossible, quote unquote impossible, Jovan tends to get it done, right? Look at, um, look at uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and how during his press conference, Zlatan was like, you know, if it wasn't for Jovan, I wouldn't be here. You know, I think he called him like a bulldog. He just wouldn't give up. He kept calling me. He kept calling me. He kept wanting. He wanted me to come. This is where basically I'd expect Jovan Karofsky to be sleeping on Cristiano Ronaldo's porch whenever he gets back from the World Cup. Okay, so. I think is he can, I, I think there's a possibility. I think there's a possibility he ends, in, uh, ends up in MLS. And if he ends up in MLS, then I think there's a possibility that he, he comes to LA. In fact, I think it's one of the better possibilities. I think the Galaxy have the clout to be able to pull it off. I think there's probably only a few teams in Major League Soccer that have the clout to pull, the, pull that off. So keep that in mind as you're sort of looking. And if Miami were to land Messi, um, I feel like the league was going to move heaven and earth in order to make Messi a player here in Major League Soccer. I would imagine that they'd fall all over themselves to make uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, a, a member of a team in Major League Soccer as well. He can still play. I believe he can still play at the MLS level. Uh, I know lots of people always want to throw around the legal stuff and how it's different from, uh, you know, uh, 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 Pavone, right? Uh, with, with Pavone, there is a question mark, right? We know that. There's a question mark about what his legal status is in terms of, you know, he has allegations against him and there has been no resolution to those. Um, from all I've read and everything I've seen, Cristiano Ronaldo does not have that issue here in the United States in terms of he, he those legal issues have been somewhat cleared up. Um, I'm not saying it's not risky. I'm not saying that if you, if you believe one way or the other that Cristiano Ronaldo should not come to Major League Soccer, should not come to the Galaxy, I think you're right. Not going to say that anybody's right or wrong on this one. I'm just saying that in terms of the legal issues that we often put against Christian Pavone, which is the question mark about what what happens, um, you know, in a legal court in Argentina, that doesn't seem to be the case with Cristiano Ronaldo. Is that it seems for the most part here in the United States things have been 
cleared up, right? There was a, a lack of prosecution in 2018 um, in Las Vegas. So there, that's not there. If there's anything that still sort of hangs out there, it's the enforcement of a non-disclosure agreement more than anything else. And that's less of something than you would probably expect. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that sort of thing. So, like I said, I think for if it's the LA Galaxy, if they're looking ahead, if they're sort of trying to take the temperature of the league and what it's going to look like in 2023, and with the very good likelihood that Lionel Messi is going to go to Miami, then, I mean, listen, you've been waiting for the Galaxy to respond in some way to you know, watching LAFC win a championship in their backyard. And you can say, oh, well, you shouldn't react to what else. Yeah, okay, whatever. You are going to do, you need to do what you need to do in order to get market share, in order to capitalize on the world economics that revolve around people knowing the LA Galaxy name. I have often said it takes big names and, you know, stars and championships. Well, it takes stars on the field and stars on the crest, over the crest. That is what makes relevance. All right. And so for the L.A. Galaxy, they have an unbelievably rising star talent in Ricky Pooch. They have a world renowned player in Chicharito, which who may or may not stay, depending on how they sort of go out and get somebody. But I would imagine that he stays, being that the, the contract is already there. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. If you went out and got somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo you would blow the doors off of everything that you've sort of set up. I mean, you know, you could you could certainly link it to the same type of move uh, that David Beckham was in terms of worldwide, uh, you know, recognition, right? Maybe not in the same way that, you know, he's not as young. Um, and so there's a little difference there. But it is a huge, huge move. Uh, what they gave us a $5 super chat says, do we have enough TAM to outbid the Saudi team for CR7? Yeah, I mean, the amounts of money that are going to be thrown around. The thing is, I think two things about Cristiano Ronaldo and money. One is I think he's made enough of it, and that's probably not his overall driving force in what he wants to do with these last couple of years. Um, and I also think that you're still going to have to pay him a lot of money, right? They're talking about Lionel Messi and like him being the highest paid. Duh, he's going to be the highest paid player ever in Major League Soccer. Duh. Um, that's not a genius move to say. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Lionel Messi's in the 20 to $25 million a year. And that's just so far probably above where the salaries have landed over the years that that's hard. That's sort of like, oh, that's that's real, real money. It, it may be as high as 30. I think that Cristiano Ronaldo probably says, well, I get that much money too. Um, so it, it's funny. And by the way, um, Andrew says Zlatan, whenever he came in, fit the team perfectly. At the time, he did not. They had to shoehorn him in. Uh, Ola Kamara had to move out of position in order to do it. Um, so don't tell me that Chris, you can't find a spot for Cristiano Ronaldo. Eric, uh, the Portuguese hammer, also loves to say that, you know, hey, Cristiano Ronaldo really can't run the wing anymore for Portugal, can't really run the wing anymore for uh, Manchester United. But when asked if he could run the wing for the for the LA Galaxy, I think he's sort of been like, yeah, he could probably still run run the wing for the LA Galaxy. So you could put him out as a little bit. You could also go into like maybe a three five two, which I know people have been saying, oh, well, Greg won't do that. He could um, with Chicharito and and uh, and Cristiano Ronaldo up there. Yeah, it's not perfect. Um, in this particular case, you cannot be perfect. Um, it will never be perfect. You're never going to be like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. The Galaxy remodeled a roster in order to fit Zlatan Ibrahimovic into it, right? It was sort of one of those things that's like, well, I mean, Ola Kamara's already there. He's already scoring goals. If you remember that that first season um, when the 2018, right? If you remember the 2018 season with Zlatan, Ola Kamara sort of orbited around Zlatan. They made it work. They sold Ola Kamara on the offseason, right? Ended up bringing in Joe Corona, doing some other things, right? In order to make it more centric to what Zlatan was doing. All right. You have to remodel if you're going to do something like this. Absolutely. But you also have some dead weight in some spots, right? Kevin Cabral um, is a spot that you could certainly buy out, move that type of thing. Douglas Costa isn't the most reliable designated player as well. So you have places where you can move and there's possibility that you could put Cristiano Ronaldo in some sort of hybrid role out on the wing. Also tucking into the center, you could move. Uh, like I said, you could stack two forwards up, which so far Greg Vanny has been sort of reticent or certainly I think the LA Galaxy don't, didn't necessarily play well in the two forwards that they had. Um, so maybe Cristiano Ronaldo and Chicharito could be 
um, a different strike force up there. And people are saying, well, yeah, but what are you going to do with Dayon? Dayon is playing the same position he did last year. I don't know why everybody thinks suddenly Dayon is going to get like a lot more minutes. The only way Dayon Jovalich gets a ton more minutes is if Chicharito gets hurt. That's it. And that's what he was sort of brought into last season. But what happened last season with Chicharito? He didn't get hurt. He was always, he was always going to play the backup. Uh, Dayon's back this year. I think... Again, I think fans make more of the relationship in terms of what Dayon wants and how Dayon wants to play more than anything else. I think Dayon understands the position he's in. I think Greg Vanny does a very good job of communicating with Dayon what he wants from him. And Dayon is great because he says what's on his mind, which is, I want more minutes. You do want that guy. You, you want that to be a motivational thing for him. So you have to... It's okay that he's hungry for more minutes. You want him to have more minutes. He wants it. He wants it. He wants it. You just have to give him enough minutes to keep him wanting it. Um, and he has to be there in case somebody gets hurt. Dion Jovalich is a 34-game player, right? He will play every 34 games. How many games did he play this last season? Like 30 games. He played in 30 games. He is that player that can come in and beat on on the defense that's already tired. He is that player who can come in and sub in in case somebody gets hurt. He's that player you bring on when you need offense. He is a situational player. And whenever he has had the starting position, um, he hasn't done great. Now, very well said, and people argue this all the time, he hasn't had as much playing time. But I'll tell you right now, you don't worry about Dayon Jovalich if Cristiano Ronaldo wants to come to your club. That's, it's just, it's one of those things where you say, yeah, I guess I'll have to deal with that. Right? That's what it is. That's, that's where it is. And listen, I'm in agreement with people. I think if we're looking on the list of needs, and Greg Vanny even said it in, in an interview earlier this season, he said, I'm happy with the striker options whenever he was talking about Luis Suarez. Right? Did you see Cristiano Ronaldo run for like 85 minutes today? And you see Luis Suarez come in in the second half? That was, that, that's sort of the difference between those two guys. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo and Luis Suarez. I agree that it's not the position that you absolutely need. Right. It's not. Listen, if you had to go out and only shop positions and need all the time, you wouldn't have got signs Zlatan Ibrahimovic to begin with. Right. So there's this balance that you have to do. But I'm telling you, if there's a chance that Cristiano Ronaldo wants to come to the LA Galaxy and they can make that deal done, it, it gets it happens. Right. And everybody can moan and whine about the fact that, you know, oh, well, you know, we need this or we need that. Yeah, you're right. There's other things that you need. There's other guys who are going to be put in positions that are going to have to perform. And you're going to need to get some better performances out of guys that don't make a ton of money. Right? Ricky Pooch, by the way, is a great example of a guy who doesn't make very much money who's going to have to absolutely perform at a designated player level next year. Right? Because I think you get one more year out of him as a designated player, hopefully through the summer. Right? I, I would hate to sort of see that the Galaxy get put in a position where they have to make him a DP in the summer. Um, but I think you get one more year out of him at the TAM before you have to make him a designated player. So there's a window here, right? In MLS, you shop in windows, okay? You shop for success in windows. You are trying to build a team one year at a time, but with some carryover. Bruce Arena was good at that, had a core, advanced that through. Look at what Greg Vandy's doing. He has this core. He's now going to put pieces on the outside that make some difference. And outside doesn't mean that they're not important players on the outside. It's those are the key positions. He got Ricky Pouge. That's sort of an outside, right? Because we were looking, oh, Ryan Revelson's already there. And what are you going to do with Ryan Revelson? I mean, that's the other thing is you could also move Chicharito if you're really worried about that. Now, I'm sure Chivas and Guadalajara would pay for him. I know they pretend like they wouldn't, but they would, right? And so you could get Chicha. You could move Chicha, right? You could move Cabral. You could move Costa. You could do things that all of a sudden give you a reason to have somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if it's going to happen, if it was ever going to happen, it feels like now. It feels like things are lining up. It's now or never, or that's it. It's just not going to happen. And there has been rumors since I started podcasting in 2009 about Cristiano Ronaldo one day coming to the LA Galaxy. Like it was already preordained and predestined. He wanted to come. It was going to happen eventually. It's just the time needed to be right. This is it. This is it. All right. This is that time that it could possibly happen. Right. So there's no there's no rumor linking him. Right. I don't want to I don't want to pretend and, you know, blow smoke here. This is this is a an option for a player who is out of contract or has been released from his club, who is on a free transfer, who after the World Cup will be looking for a place to play. 
You have to imagine MLS teams. All, how many are there? 29? All 29 MLS teams are sitting there going, yeah, we'll take Cristiano Ronaldo right now. Take them all, right? So why shouldn't the LA Galaxy be in on that? I don't think it's as simple as, well, we don't need a forward. That's, that's not how you think about this particular move, right? Sometimes the move dictates that you make it, right? I will argue this to this day. I know Steven Gerrard was a bust, but if you, somebody told you Steven Gerrard wants to come play for the LA Galaxy, if you're in that management team, for the most part, you're sitting there, you look at him, and you're going, yeah, Steven Gerrard's probably coming to play for us. If he wants to come, he's coming to play. You know, um, the fact that Bruce Arena had to go out and like get Ashley Cole, I, I still some of the best signings have been just ones that you're like, nah, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like if somebody said, oh, well, Ashley Cole's going to come and, you know, finish out his career in Major League Soccer. And you're like, no, he's not. No, not Ashley Cole. Um, he, he can do it. He has uh, Cristiano has has the legs. I, I think he has the physical uh, nature. Obviously, if you've seen him, the man's a physical specimen, just like Zlatan was. The guys absolutely turn back time in terms of what they do and how they do it. So I think he can. All right. So just keep that in mind as we're going. I don't expect anything to happen with anything until World Cup is over, or at least close to over. Right. Whenever Portugal finally gets eliminated, Eric, plug yours. When Portugal finally gets eliminated, um, coming up here and like, what? Do they make it to quarterfinals? They probably make it to quarterfinals, right? They do. And then that's when they, they lose out. I haven't seen the bracket and sort of where they will fall yet. Um, but whenever Portugal goes out, then that's a chance. Um, you know, and it's one of the things again, and I, I love this because people will want to take this out of, out of context for a lot of things. Uh, commercial underground goes, that's how the LA galaxy scouts. Can we get them? Not should we sure. When you're talking about somebody like chase Gasper, when you're talking about somebody like, uh, Julian Rajo, when you're talking about somebody like, uh, Victor Vasquez is yeah. Sometimes they, they get those wrong. There are moves where you are an idiot. If you don't make them, this is one of them. It's okay. It's okay to admit that you're going to make Cristiano Ronaldo fit. All right. Because he becomes one of the most deadly, deadliest forwards in major league soccer. Whenever you put him on the field. Do you guys remember what Slothon did to this league? I was, so I was, uh, it was our live show. We were at, um, we were at taps or this, this most recent live show. We we're at taps. Uh, we had long since done the live show and I was hanging around having some beers with some people. Um, and I think I've told the story, but you know, Kevin Hartman was at that show. Um, and Dennis DeClose was at the show. Dennis, whenever he got done, he had to leave and, and we thanked him for coming down and he was great. And he stopped and said hi to fans. It was really nice. Kevin Hartman did his thing. And whenever he was done, he disappeared. So I assumed he left too. So I'm standing there. It's like three and a half hours after the live show. Uh, I'm having, I don't know, my fourth or fifth beer uh, with some some listeners and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, Kevin Hartman comes out of the restaurant because he's been in there the whole time, hanging out with some friends uh, that they invited, so that way they could see the whole deal. And he comes out and he's like, and he, and so we got to talk a little bit. And so we were like, oh, who's the, you know, who's the greatest MLS player that you've ever seen played? And I'm like thinking, I'm like, you know, for me, it's Landon Donovan, right? Um, and. And I was like, and so we were sort of kicking around and Kevin Hartman came out. I'm like, Kevin, who's the, who's the best player? Like whoever played in major league soccer. I go, I said it was Landon. I go just because of, you know, just watching him play and all this stuff. And listen, there's a lot of bias in that because, uh, I love Landon and got to cover him the whole deal. Um, and so you look at that and you're like, okay, yeah, Landon. And Kevin looks at me and he goes, he goes, major league soccer. He goes, he goes, it's not on Ibrahimovic. And it was like, duh. When you talk to people who have played the game and saw what Zlatan was able to do, and Larry Morgan not on Twitter says this uh, all the time, which is he, that man bossed around the league. He was so much better than everything else, right? And so uh, Josh in our chat room says we need to stop going for huge names, spread the money around in multiple positions. Ronaldo is a designated player. You can pay him as much money as you want. You don't have to worry about how much money you pay anybody else. So nope, that doesn't work. So I can kill I can kill arguments for this all the time. Um, you can still bring in a winger. You can still listen needs in order of importance right now for me needs winger center back. Those are the two starting center back starting winger. Okay. Um, and then you can go and figure out some other things. I'd like some more depth in the midfield. Johnny Perez. We're going to talk about him just sign. More winger depth, according to Vanny, than central depth. But I'd still need that. You need some central depth still. Um, whether that's Aguirre, whether that's Carlos Harvey, whether that's Adam Saldana, you have some. It's just not proven. 
So that's something. So, but I agree with you. You can do all these things. Again, everybody thinks like, especially for a designated player, that money isn't, you're not taking money away from anything else. It's a roster spot, right? It's a designated player spot, which is worth a ton, but there is no argument if they go after Cristiano Ronaldo. There isn't. All right. You have problems. You have winger problems specifically, right? Because Douglas Costa, can he go 34 games? No idea because you certainly didn't see it. He can't go for more than 60 minutes, right? And his play against LAFC in the last one, I know there's people in the Discord who are still having nightmares about it. Um, you know, in the playoff game, Douglas Costa was one of the reasons the LA Galaxy were so flat in that game. Um, I think, you know, Sam Grancier turned it on a little bit i think i think certainly having uh gaston brugman come in i think uh ricky Pouge coming in has helped sam grandsure uh but sam grandsure makes a lot of money and at sometimes was a glorified kevin cabral right harsh but probably fair right then you have the kevin cabral issue i mean the kevin cabral issue runs even deeper because we've talked about the young dp i'm not saying you need to keep kevin cabral i'm saying you might need to keep that young dp spot so maybe buying out somebody like douglas costa is a better answer whenever you're going to go after and bring somebody in like cristiano ronaldo would you take that swap right now would you bring in cristiano ronaldo and you would and you would lose douglas costa buy out one dp spend you know 30 million dollars a year on on cristiano ronaldo that probably makes some sense, right? You still have roster spots open and places available to get your wingers and to get your center backs. You're not going to make a center back a designated player. You shouldn't make a center back a designated player. I can even pay TAM money. That's fine. But Cristiano, uh, but Cristiano Ronaldo or any other designated player has no effect on the TAM. Zero. None. Stop, stop acting like there's this finite amount of money. One of the richest owners in all of world soccer is AEG. They can spend it. All right. And they would absolutely be behind a big name like Cristiano Ronaldo. You want to see the, the flex, the might of AEG in the LA Galaxy? Go after a name that is worldwide recognized like that. Right. This is we often talk about and I've used this metric for for many years, probably since 2009. Right. Does my mom know who they are? OK, if you said Cristiano Ronaldo, my mom knows who Cristiano Ronaldo is. But does my mom know who Ricky Pooch is? No. Should she? I think she should. Maybe in time she will. But that's sort of, those are the metrics that you're looking at, right? So you can go after Cristiano Ronaldo without affecting a lot of the rest of the roster. And that money isn't going to hurt. It's not like suddenly AEG is going to be like, well, they still are going to spend up to the salary cap. Okay, that's the good thing about the LA Galaxy. You know they're going to spend all their money in the salary cap. Okay, they're not going to hold back. You know they're going to have every international slot filled. You know the LA Galaxy are going to have all three DPs filled. Okay, so those are the things that you know are coming, you know are there, that you can count on, even if sometimes it feels like AEG doesn't make the correct responses, right? We saw that uh, Garth Lagerway is now the president of Atlanta. Top club move. Atlanta has been dysfunctional. They're going out to get the best guy in the league. Garth Lagerway did it with RSL, did it with Seattle. Now he's going to do it with Atlanta. You wait and watch. Atlanta will be a force to be reckoned with. If it's not this year, it'll be next year. Garth Lagerway is extremely talented at what he does, right? AEG could have got him. AEG could have talked to him. He could, they could have made Garth Lagerway the president of the LA Galaxy. Could have done it. Didn't. Had the money to do it. So when we think about AEG and how they spend their money, sometimes where they prioritize, right? The bottom line is the buying power is there. It always has been. They need to be motivated sometimes in order to make it. Cristiano Ronaldo is a really good motivational factor. You know you're going to make money off that name. So you know you can afford to pay a lot of money for that name, right? There has to be a payoff. It's like David Beckham. They knew there was money in that. That was an easy, that was an easy buy, an easy move. Right. Also a lot earlier in the career. So I get it. You're a little late, a little later worried about Cristiano Ronaldo's sort of, you know, ability to play 34 games in Major League Soccer and flying into, you know, Salt Lake City and staying at a hotel in Sandy, Utah. I want to see that. It's better now, by the way, that they have charters. Right. We, we don't think charters are ever going away. Right. We all agree charters are here to stay. And because of that, it's probably better because Cristiano Ronaldo can have a nice big seat. Zlatan Ibrahimovic doesn't have to ride coach. He did. Zlatan Ibrahimovic road coach. I'm sure he tells this story all the time. That and the whole horrible coffee maker debacle. I think we are going to have to up the coffee game if Cristiano Ronaldo comes. 
So anyway, just keep those things in mind as the rosters sort of go out there. I've told you it's 89 days until the Rose Bowl. Uh, one of the things that did happen and one of the pieces that did happen was there was the second part of the re-entry draft. Re-entry draft is like free agency without the choice, right? So it's players who go into who are either out of contract and aren't eligible for any other mechanism, basically. But this is supposed to be movement. This was a a device that got figured out by you know, the, the union to enable players to move. And basically it was like, well, you guys own the rights to all these players, but what happens if they're in contract and you know, then they're out of contract, but you still retain their rights. Well, there's no ability to move because you still own their rights. So how can they find somewhere else? Well, the bottom line was they would have like re-entry draft stage one was you basically pick up the player at their contract at their last contract. So you're paying the same amount of money. So it's not a big deal. You can do that. Stage one, stage two is you get to renegotiate that contract. So stage two is almost like uh, free agency again, without the freedom. Um, it's a way to move players around the league and give players some movement options without sort of giving them that free agency. Obviously we have free agency now, but not everybody qualifies. There's a certain threshold to get to that. Okay. So the re-entry draft. So usually not too many moves in this in the first stage of the re-entry draft. Uh, in fact, if you want somebody in this in the first stage, you can usually get them. Okay. In stage two, there's usually a little more movement, um, and we've seen less and less sort of as free agency has taken off, and also as um, you know some of the other this this mechanism feels a little old MLS ish old MLS now. Right. This is like MLS 2.0 instead of you know 3.0 or 4.0 wherever we're at now. But four players did move: uh, Bobby Wood to New England, uh, Victor Vasquez, which of course is the interesting one to Toronto, uh, Michael Baldissimo from the, or to the San Jose Earthquakes midfielder there, and a guy's name a guy whose name is definitely I'm gonna get wrong. So Houston Dynamo picked up Ufanyachi um, Achara, who's a forward. Um, so Houston Dynamo picked him up in stage two. Now, uh, those picked in stage two, as it says um, in the rule book, do not necessarily have to sign with the club that selected them. Uh, when a player is selected, the drafting club is required to make a genuine offer to the player within seven days. And if an agreement cannot be reached between the drafting club and the player, then the drafting club will hold the right of first refusal for that player in Major League Soccer. Basically, that means that should Victor Vasquez in Toronto not agree on a contract. And listen, this was an interesting little do, little move. Um, and certainly I get Bob Bradley and why he did it. But if they could not agree on something, then if the Galaxy wanted to retain Victor Vasquez, then they would sort of have to go through Toronto in order to do that. Okay. Um, so that's, that's what happened here. Now, interesting that Victor Vasquez was... In this stage two, you can always remove yourself from these stages, stage one, stage two. You can pull yourself out of them uh, if you like. And some players did that for stage two. Uh, Victor Vasquez stayed in. And because of that, Bob Bradley in Toronto FC picked up uh, basically the rights to Victor Vasquez. And now there's the ability for Victor Vasquez to either figure out a contract with Toronto or if not, then people will have to go through Toronto in order to get him. Um interesting move just because the LA Galaxy at least uh, said outwardly that they were still interested in bringing Victor Vasquez back and that they were still remaining in talks, right? So that was something that sort of was like, okay, well, now what does that do? I, this this does feel like it, it makes it more difficult for Victor Vasquez to come back. Uh, I always thought that he would probably have to come back at, you know, half of what his wages were. Uh, he was in the 480, if I remember correctly. I have it here somewhere. Let's go. Let's go try to find it real quick. Just search through some some slides and we'll eventually get there. Uh, 440. I was off by 40,000. So $440,000. I figured 220 was probably closer to what he would be worth in 2023 dollars. So, you know, there's still a chance that the galaxy could go and say, Hey, we want to pay him 220,000. And then, you know, uh, Toronto says, well, we'll pay him 220,000. You know, it's one of those. And if that happens, then it's sort of like, okay, well you can't leave because Toronto has your rights, so they're gonna they're able to match it. Then you should be able to go. So that's going to be an interesting thing. It's it's interesting to see if Bob Bradley did this as a gamesmanship. If Bob Bradley did it to bring Victor Vasquez back to Toronto, a place that I think Victor enjoyed playing. Um, it's interesting that Victor didn't pull himself out of the second stage. So perhaps this was something he was looking for, um, maybe to give himself more leverage, maybe to give himself more options. I would find it weird. If Bob Bradley just picked Victor Vasquez without calling him and talking to him, usually it's like, hey, we're going to pick you up. Is that like, what are your thoughts? You think we can come to an agreement on this? Um, otherwise, you know, hey, we're not going to waste the time type of thing. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. 
usually the, the the good coaches in this league, and I'll put Bob in that that category. Um, they usually they're they're good enough at man management that they would call make make a make a little call there and say, hey, what about this? You know, so. And it's coming back. Listen, Bob Bradley has a team that needs some some of that veteran. I've played in Major League Soccer. Victor Vasquez isn't bad. That's where I think the LA Galaxy miss out a little bit on Victor Vasquez. And I'm not saying it's a huge loss. And I know lots of people were sort of celebrating this move and saying, good, well, now Greg Vandy, you know, can't play. It, there's going to be something missing. You lose something without Victor Vasquez. If Victor Vasquez indeed departs the LA Galaxy, I think there's a better chance that Sasha Klesha comes back, uh, perhaps for one more year. I still think that they want that veteran presence in the locker room, the whole deal and whether Victor can come back and be a coach or whether Sasha could come back and be a coach. Those are all options as well. Um, but being a coach and being a player are two different things. And sometimes it's better that you have guys like that in the locker room, especially with Ricky Pooja around. I thought Victor Vasquez and Ricky were sort of, you know, like kindred spirits there. Uh, they understood each other. They talked, they spoke the same language. That isn't to say Spanish It's just, you know, coming from big clubs like Barcelona and being in major league soccer, Victor's been there and done that. And, and I think could have relayed a lot of interesting stuff to, to Ricky Pooch. So I think you lose something if Victor Vasquez doesn't come back. Um, it's just, it's one of those things that probably means nothing, but whenever you lose it, it's whenever you realize sort of what you lost in that. And, and, Listen, Victor Vasquez was probably brought in to to play ahead of Efrain Alvarez, and Efra was supposed to take over that 10 role and sort of be in that spot, and he never grabbed it by the reins, and Victor Vasquez ended up playing there more, and Fanny rotated through Vasquez and Kleshin in that role. He seems hesitant right now to play Perez or uh, Daniel Aguirre or Carlos Harvey or Adam Saldana. Saldana was injured. Johnny Perez was injured a little bit this year as well. So there's, there's these things that have sort of conspired to see Victor Vasquez play more than he probably needed to, um, but I still feel like, and I will always be one of these guys that the locker room and the chemistry, the guys who were in the locker room this year liked each other. They genuinely liked each other. They genuinely enjoyed playing with each other. If that can be built on and everybody can sort of understand and keep that together, even whenever things don't go their way. Remember, there were some bad times last season, right? Especially through that summer stretch where the Galaxy were not winning games. That locker room never really faltered. All right. That locker room was one of the reasons the Galaxy were able to be successful towards the end of the season as well. Ricky Pooch and Gaston Bergman, also big reasons for that. But it's that locker room and the whole thing. Um, let's see. What they gave us a $5 says, don't you think it would be worth every penny to hear Sue at the Dignity Hell Sports Park? Um, even better to hear it at the Stank. Oh, I mean, listen, it's I mean, that's sort of, again, the amount of what is it media attention the amount of focus the amount of world focus worldwide football focus on somebody like cristiano ronaldo in major league soccer like Lionel messi in major league soccer the league won't pass it up the galaxy won't pass it up no team is going to pass it up okay no team is going to pass that up so just keep that in mind back to victor i think you missed something with him not being there there will be lots of people who disagree um I think Greg's going to have to rely a little bit more on the youth. And and speaking of the youth, we can talk a little bit about Johnny Perez. Uh, Johnny Perez uh, signed a contract extension today, the LA Galaxy announced. Uh, this is a four-year contract extension through the end of 2026. There's also a club option that keeps him there for a fifth year uh, through 2027. So Johnny Perez uh, played all of seven minutes last year. Also played, let's see, how many minutes did they say? Uh, he had seven appearances and two starts across all competitions for the Galaxy. Uh, since making his uh, his debut, let's see, Perez logged 128 minutes in three games played, two starts for the Galaxy during the uh, U.S. Open Cup, and he also had that goal against uh, Chivas at SoFi Stadium in front of almost a little over 71,000 fans. So, um, Johnny Perez, come back. Uh, pride of Pico Rivera, as, as a lot of uh, my listeners have told me. Uh, he, he's a really interesting kid. Now, here's the thing. People are are hinting that this means something. I don't think this means anything. All right. And and it's nothing against Johnny Perez. I'd like to see him get more minutes. I want to see, you know, guys like, and I've mentioned him now, Daniel Aguirre, Jonathan uh, Perez, um, you know, uh, Carlos Harvey, Adam Saldana. I want to see those guys getting more minutes in that midfield. Uh, Greg Vanny said very specifically that he sees Johnny Perez as a winger. And that's a place where they could use him. Um, but at the same time, Johnny Perez is a, you know, is is a more still a long term contract. He's nineteen, 
Basically, he's got a lot. To, he's got a lot of work still to do. So I don't think this means that Johnny Perez is going to see a ton of minutes next year. Uh, somebody said somebody said, does this mean he's going to get significant minutes? No, I don't think it means that at all. I'll tell you what it does mean is it does mean the LA Galaxy were like, you know, for not that much money, we can secure him for the future and hold on to him in case he does hit that ceiling. Like we need to see more from him. He needs to have a higher ceiling. He needs to be able to play at the MLS level. And we need to see that from him. That doesn't mean we have seen it from him and it doesn't mean that we expect that he's going to get a lot of minutes. But for basically uh, the homegrown subsidy and everything, he he was a supplemental roster slot. This is where we get into the roster slots, but he was in slots 29 and 30, which were reserved for homegrown players. Right. So he's one of the last two. It also means he's non-budget, right? So that means that his money doesn't count against the salary cap because he's outside of that. And it also means that he has, um, because he's a homegrown player, he has a certain homegrown subsidy. So if I read this correctly, and I've gone through everything, um, he can basically make $125,000 over the uh, maximum, or excuse me, the minimum reserve salary. All right, so... If you're doing the math, the minimum reserve salary is $65,500. He can make up to $190,500. And this is in 2022 numbers. I haven't seen the 2023 numbers. So, you you know, again, so for 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 less than $190,000, $190,500, you can have somebody like Johnny Prez. And you've locked him up basically probably putting his wage with the increase in the minimum all the way up for those next four years. You've been able to do that for the next four years. If he takes off and becomes really good, they'll renegotiate the contract at some point and he'll make more money than that. Right. But as a homegrown, he's able to get that subsidy. And I think he made. Let's see. We can actually look it up. Let's look it up. Jonathan Perez made one hundred and seventy one thousand seven fifty. So it's likely he got a little bump. Um, you know, if you look at the base at 150, we could consider, okay, 150 and the base can go all the way up to 190. Um, then he can make more money. And again, these are 2022 numbers, not necessarily 2023. So he could probably get a raise. You're not spending a whole bunch of money is what I'm trying to say. So for what? $800,000 over the next four years, you can have somebody who could eventually net you millions of dollars in transfer fees if he takes off. So, so low risk, high reward on this, right? Again, it does not it does not mean that Johnny Perez is suddenly going to get all the starting time. He could work himself into that. He's 19. All right. He's 19. Keep that in mind. Okay. So when we see some of these contracts and we're like, oh, this means something. No, I don't think it does. Right. It means that the LA Galaxy think that Johnny Perez could be a really good signing in the next four years. Right. So basically, it's like we're not going to let him go for free. It's sim- similar move that they did with Efrain Alvarez, similar with Julian Araujo, just more established players with Efrain and Julian, which was lock them up to those U22 deals, knowing that we have them for X number of years, knowing that if anybody wanted to take them from us, that it would have to pay a lot more money because we have them under contract for those things. OK. That's sort of that's that's where I want to put this this Johnny Perez uh, talk is let's put it in a realistic a guy a guy got seven minutes in major league soccer last year you know if he ends up getting two or three hundred minutes which would be a lot for him and considering his his sort of his track record so far we've got two or three hundred minutes if he got 200 minutes next year that would be a significant increase is that significant minutes no it's not 90 minutes in a game you know what three games worth a minute but you need to start putting them in those positions. You need to see these guys. If, there's a big criticism with Greg Vanny is looking at guys like Jalen Neal, looking at guys like Marcus Vercranis, looking at guys like Johnny Perez and Daniel Aguirre, Adam Saldana, Carlos Harvey, right? The young guys who you want to see in positions and see them get some minutes and get some time didn't necessarily get those minutes and get that time last year. So Vanny has to figure that out. Vanny's going to have to be the one who does it, Okay. He has to get those guys more playing time or, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, Dayon is in a position, by the way, that you never want to be in, which is you're a backup to an L.A. Galaxy thing. The best thing here about Dayon is that he has the ability to affect and change games um, as a sub. And so he will continue to get those sub spots. Right. There's other guys like if you're if you're Preston Judd, you ain't never seeing that front line for the L.A. Galaxy. You know that, right? You guys should know that. You guys can like yell and scream for him all you want. The drop off between whoever the LA Galaxy will get on the worldwide market and put into a forward position is going to be so much 
level above and so much higher of a spend. And listen, right or wrong, this is how it's been. The reason the LA Galaxy have lost attacking talent, look at Ari Lasseter, right? Um, the reason that the LA Galaxy have lost attacking talent up there is because there is no room ever for the LA Galaxy to have a homegrown offensive start striker forward because there's always somebody who has a big name who's filling that shoes as a designated player. Maybe that'll change in time. Maybe. I don't think I want it to change, quite honestly. Um, but, you know, could you see Preston Judd get some sub minutes? Yeah. What would have to happen? Chicharito would have to get hurt. Dayon Jovalic would have to start. And Preston Judd would have to come on to relieve uh, Jovalic. And that's assuming that they don't play somebody like Grant Sear up at forward or that they don't move Costa up to forward or they don't move Kevin Cabral up to forward. There's a lot of things that have to happen in order for Preston Judd to see it. All right. So that's that's where I wanted to I wanted to give everybody the the info on that, but also put it into context, which is what does it mean? Nothing right now. Nothing at all. It just means they're locking him up for a possible, um, you know, sale down the future, even as a as sort of a developmental guy. And again, he's 19. So put him he's going to be 23 whenever that contract comes up, possibly 24 if you add the fifth year. All right. Uh, one of the other things the LA Galaxy announced while we were in this little bit of a quiet period here in the World Cup is their annual golf tournament. Now, I would like to point out, they do a very good job of not really announcing this all that much and not promoting it because if you look at the prices for these things, it's not necessarily going to the everyday fan, right? So if you wanted to play uh, in the Chicharito Golf Foursome, right? So you're going to play in a foursome with Chicharito. Uh, it's going to cost you $10,000 for that. Now, I don't know about you. I don't have $10,000 lying around. I'm sure most of you don't as well. So who are they marketing this to? This is corporate deals, right? These are corporate sponsorships. So if you want to spend play golf with Chicharito, it's going to cost you $10,000 for four players to go play golf with Chicharito. Uh, you want to, it's going to cost you $10,000 to play golf with Pooj, um, right? So this is all LA Galaxy Foundation stuff. This is all tax deductible. So if you're a business and you're making money and you need some tax write-offs, you can get off you can get and play with Chicharito Approach. You get $10,000 that you get to write off the bottom line, uh, and it goes to a charitable organization. And listen, the LA Galaxy Foundation is a very good charitable organization. You know how you have your Smile account on Amazon? You should have it on the LA Galaxy Foundation. All right? It takes point, like, what is it, 0.5% of every sale, right? And it puts that into, into the, the coffers of these um, organizations and charity. If you... If you're going to buy stuff on Amazon, do it through Smile. At least you're helping something out. And I know that there's been money that goes to the LA Galaxy Foundation every year um, that is from those Smile accounts. So if you were doing that, that's one of the things you could do. But you look at these Chicharito Golf Foursome 10000 You know, Pooj uh, is $10,000. Uh, the Galaxy Talent Foursome, which means that there is probably some player um, that you have heard of. Uh, for $6,000 for the foursome. Uh, the regular foursome is just $4,000, so $1,000 per person, and a single golf spot, $1,000. Um, I guess all golf assists, I'm not even going to, $500. That's the, the ex, ex, like the littlest, tiniest thing is the golf assist, and I have no idea what that actually means. I don't know, like you just go out there and hang out, and you get to drive around a car. I mean, it's not bad, but I'm not sure I pay $500 for it. So anyway, uh, this particular golf foundation, the LA Galaxy Foundation Golf Tournament, uh, is going to take pace, place Friday, February 10th. Um, it's at Desert Willow Golf Resort in Palm Desert, California. So uh, some more desert winter activities for LA Galaxy fans out there as we get ready to have the, what is it? The Coachella Valley Invitational. Don't call it Golchella. Um, and that's taking place Friday, February 10th, uh, 2023. If you want to know how that starts and when you go, uh, you are in luck because I also have that. Uh, 6.30 a.m. is registration and breakfast. 8 a.m. is your shotgun start. And 2 p.m. is your lunch reception and silent auction. So you can spend even more money at the silent auction once you're, you're back. Premium gifts, premium stuff. This is all very, very high on the like corporate spend idea. This is for people who are going to spend. And my guess is they'll sell all that stuff out. There's plenty of corporations in and around the LA Galaxy that will want to uh, do some of that stuff. And if not, AEG will just buy it and just make the donation directly to the LA Galaxy Foundation, right? So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Oh, I think we're good, right? We've, we've put together at least some, some good, solid stuff to talk about here. Um, it's going to be slow. I imagine the shows are going to be a little bit shorter, uh, 
we'll we'll weed through this as it comes. But right now, there will be another show on Thursday. I have no idea what we'll talk about. It'll be it'll be an interesting one, I'm sure. Um, we're also trying to wrestle up some guests and do some other things. So there will be some times where we have some some time to to really sit and prognosticate and look at everything. But as it stands right now, the LA Galaxy and the roster building that they've done, uh, 24 players right there right now. Um, we know that basically those 24 players now gives way to just probably six more spots. Uh, the LA Galaxy have nine of eight international slots already filled, already $23.6 million on the books. But again, you can move pieces in there to do it. All right. All right. Uh, somebody said, what about Caceres at the at the World Cup? Did not play today. Uh, was watching that Uruguay, Uruguay game against Portugal and was, was waiting for Martin to come out and did not play. Um, and they ended up losing to Portugal. Made the hammer happy. Made Galaxy fans who were only watching the World Cup because of Uruguay. Um, and possibly seeing Luis Suarez. There, there was somebody had tweeted out. I don't remember who it was, so I apologize. I'm not trying to steal it. I just saw it in, in passing, which was, I wonder how many how many players on this field are going to be wearing an LA Galaxy jersey next uh, next year in 2023. Luis Suarez was playing. Cristiano Ronaldo, Martin Caceres. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Caceres, I believe is is the correct pronunciation. Still working on that. We'll get it with this. All right. So that's where we're at. Um, Again, show on Thursday should be coming up. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, hope you enjoyed, again, your your Thanksgiving. And, and if you got four days off, enjoyed that. Put your feet up a little bit. I've already seen Santa Claus once. Uh, Santa Claus will, of course, I'll be seeing him again uh, coming up in the middle of December at my train club. Went to somebody else's. Uh, Irvine Regional Park, if you're down in Orange County, puts on an unbelievable like Christmas display of lights. And you get to ride the train up to the North Pole. And you get to have your picture taken with Santa and all that fun stuff. Highly suggest it. I would tell you to get tickets, but that thing's been sold out since like early, early November, whenever the tickets go on sale. Um, so get out there and enjoy sort of the holiday season. Enjoy the World Cup that's going on still. Uh, group stage is wrapping up. Big game for the U.S. coming up on Tuesday. All right. Uh, that's it. I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. All right. That'll do it. Show coming up on Thursday. We'll see if we get any special guests or who my wonderful co-host will be. Hopefully, Kevin will be able to rejoin us here in the next couple of weeks as we slowly march on. And by the way, middle of December, December, let's see. I can, I can give it to you. Don't worry. I still have it. December 8th through 12th is the MLS College show, Showcase. And then December 21st is the MLS Cup or MLS uh, Draft. Excuse me. December 21st. All right. Good. Glad we got that. All right, for absolutely nobody else, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to my little corner of the galaxy from the box. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.